uh, hanging out in uh, Asheville. Um, if, if you felt kind of like that with it, just it felt like it's been a ten day week, man. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like we're in day six thousand or something of twenty twenty already. So it just it's par for the course. I saw that. Did you see that video? Of that Zamboni on fire. It was. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Right. The Zamboni just going off on its own around an ice rink, and it's on fire. It so. is It is uh, sort of a great representation of the year so far, no doubt about it. We did not get our big vice presidential uh, visit either uh, because of the no. COVID, I guess. Uh, is it? Are we supposed to blame the campaign now for acting recklessly? Yes. Is that how that works? I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, you got to tie it to say it doesn't even have to be true. Just tie it to whatever. Yeah, and uh, and blame them. So um, let's start there because that was last night. Speaking of the uh, national race, what a dumpster fire on one side. And I want I want to hit you with the theory that my producer threw out earlier, and because I, I think it's a good one. It, let's say you, Pete, just woke up from a coma. And and you didn't know who you were going to vote for. Mm-hmm. And you were going back and forth between what was Fireside Chat Joe Biden's uh, version of a town hall. <laughs> and then you flip over to uh, Savannah Guthrie screaming like a lunatic and Trump essentially screaming back. Uh, one would exude a sense of calm and the other one of chaos. And I don't know. Some would say that that's almost kind of feels intentional. Mm. What do you what do you think? Intentional on the part of the NBC or well, who knows? You know, remember Savannah Guthrie and NBC were getting beat up by everybody. Yeah, internally for, for as well. Green to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, internally as well. So who knows? I you think Savannah Guthrie and uh, um, the former uh, the former Clinton employee uh, that uh, hosted <laughs> Joe Biden's don't in fact talk to each other. Um, I'm not sure. I don't even know if it needs to be that overt. It's it, it's sort of uh, like people looking for the smoking gun email where Obama directed the IRS to target Tea Party groups. You don't have to be that overt about it, you know. Right. Uh, it, he just, you know, you, if you do enough speeches and complain about dark money and Citizens United, then yeah, the people that love you and are in the ranks of the agency will just take it upon themselves to do those things. I think Savannah Guthrie probably got uh, enough blowback from, like I said, internally. There's a big fight going on uh, inside NBC itself. You had these actors coming out. I think she felt compelled, you know, to give the president a hard time at what was ostensibly supposed to be a town hall, but she spent like half of the night, uh, you know, grilling the president. Uh, And I think, you know, conservatives, you know, rightfully have a case that he's treated differently than Joe Biden is, obviously so, but that's not anything new for conservatives. And if Donald Trump, you know, if he's able to handle the questions better, then, uh, you know, then maybe it's not so noticeable. But yeah, I mean, he was de- he actually had a debate last night. Joe Biden did not. Uh, and I don't know if it was intentional, but it definitely came across that way. Yeah, well, and the irony, of course, being they both did live in person events. And so why not just do the debate? I guess yeah. some people would be wondering. Yeah. Um, and you saw that the guy who was supposed to be moderating that debate who uh, from C-SPAN, <laughs> who said that he was hacked. Uh, lo and behold, I hope you're sitting down. It's very shocking. Uh, was not hacked. Not actually. hacked. Yeah. Actually, well, <laughs> did reach out to 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 the mooch. Well, and this is yeah, and this is the uh, 
I, I will say that his like his excuse or his cover story didn't even last one full Scaramucci, which is a unit of time wow. of ten days, I yes, believe. Right, and so yeah. the uh, but the 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 cover story was so bad at the beginning. Everybody knew the guy was lying. Come on, like you you got hacked, and they sent one tweet to Scaramucci asking, "Hey, should I talk? To, you know, what should I ask the president?" And that's the only thing that the hacker did. Come on. And so, of course, he lied about it. And then he deleted his Twitter account. And now he's what's suspended. Uh, I suspect that might be the excuse that Donald Trump uses for why he uh, retweeted the Babylon Bee story today, <laughs> this morning. What? As a test? That's uh, <laughs> as a test to see what they'll do. Yeah, I Now, you and I, uh, before this, we were actually, we were talking about this a little uh, off the air. Um what does Donald Trump, what I did notice he did is he then retweeted about 40 things and then sent 10 other tweets. So it's buried way down on his timeline. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, at 6.07 a.m. this morning, the president tweeted a Babylon B article that was a play on all of the Twitter insanity yesterday. And we're trying to figure out, OK, so so what do you say? Um, and perhaps what you say is it kind of smacked because there was a Twitter outage yesterday. Uh, and, you know, there were problems that people were having with Twitter. It was widespread. Mm -hmm. And then it couples with the whole narrative that Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, to some extent now, uh, are essentially running cover for Biden on this Biden story, uh, this Hunter Biden story. So well, maybe yeah. he just says, hey, I saw the headline and I, I, I should have checked closer. Right. I don't know. Well, but that would that would require Trump to have some sort mm -hmm. of introspection <laughs> and to, and to acknowledge that I made a mistake. And I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think he probably takes the path of saying, oh, of course, I knew it was fake. I was just putting it out there, kind of like he did with the SEAL Team 6, you know, we didn't really kill Osama bin Laden story uh, that he, he tweeted. He deleted out. that. He deleted that one retweet, though. Mm -hmm. So I so. I suspect he goes because he's he's not going to acknowledge that he made a mistake on this. I mean, he and it wasn't just a retweet. He said, wow, this has never been done in history. This includes his right. really bad interview. I mean, he made commentary about it as well. So uh, he obviously fell for the joke. He you know, and fine. You know, he's a boomer. <laughs> he fell for the Babylon Bee. Uh, it happens. Everybody gets uh, I mean, I fell for a story off a of fake parody site as well. So uh, I, but it it. it it may draw more attention to what Twitter did, uh, as if it could draw any more. Their actions kind of inspired the examination that they're now going through, and rightfully so. And look, I mean, it looks like Facebook and Twitter are helping Joe Biden's campaign because they are. I, that, that's why it looks like yes. this. Right? There isn't any doubt. When you start burying stories that the New York Post is reporting because it doesn't look good for the candidate of your preference, that is by definition censorship. It's not government censorship, but it is censorship. That's what they're doing. That's why it looks like that. People are having a really hard time, and I think part of it is just people love gaslighting each other, Yeah, which is, you know, on, on Twitter. But people are having a really hard time, and I, you and you probably said this a million times, I, as have I, where people call in to a show and they'll, they'll talk about it. I'm being... Uh, my, my my rights are being uh, discriminated, or I'm not getting my rights, they're being impugned, and mm -hmm. I have to explain to them that if the government's not doing it, then no. Mm -hmm. that's <laughs> Your rights are guaranteed that the government won't screw with them. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it, that people are able to kind of immediately dismiss this. I think it's a very interesting route that they're taking. Did you see the press release that was put out by the chair of the FCC? No. Ajit uh, Pai? No. So he put a press release out uh, and said that they are going to 
do the whole bureaucratic um they're going to do a better job of explaining the expectations under the 230 exemption. Okay. And so this is that publisher versus platform for those listening. And um but they're not they're not going to decimate it because the reality is if they just remove that exemption, things will get things will get weird real quick and I don't think it'll have the intended impact that people want it to. Right? right. And and because there's a lot of different ways that people avail themselves of it that are not behaving like this. However, perhaps what Ajit uh, is saying is that there will be parameters. That's kind of a smart way to tackle this if you're within the administration. Yeah. Um, and the hearings, of course, the Senate's going to hold, uh, you know, right before the I, I election. I've long given up hope on those. Well, but, and, but yeah. It, yeah, but for political theater and for driving an agitated base to the polls, that'll be helpful for them. But, uh, yeah, because it does, the problem is once you start getting into the details, for example, so what, you're going to hold Facebook liable as a publisher. Okay, so if I go on Facebook and I say something on Facebook and now they can get sued for what I said, so what do you think they're going to do? They're going to say, okay, nobody's allowed to comment anymore. They're going to start shutting down uh, the way people interact. It's going to look completely different because it will have to for liability purposes. So I think you're right. There's a whole uh, there's a whole avenue of uh, unintended consequences that is ahead of them if they go down this path. Um, honestly, the 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 solution in my mind is some other Facebook. If conservatives uh, and there are conservatives with a lot of money. They need to back various enterprises to compete, and if they're not willing to do that, then I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you complain uh, because you can't harness the resources of your political, uh, you know, comrades to uh, to compete in the marketplace of ideas. The, I have this thing where I, I argue that there's pure capitalism, and then there's. Uh, uh, Un, un, uh, impure capitalism mm -hmm. like uh, where you know franchise agreements are things that I hate mm -hmm. I, so when you get into from a utility standpoint or cable or any of the rest because they, they are inherently non-competitive yeah and and so I have this this thing where if you dance with the devil the devil's going to make some of the rules absolutely and in a way of availing yourself of that exemption that you or I are not able to avail ourselves of Pete um, you you've got you you're going to get the government intervention to some extent. And I don't know that that's unfair. Right. It, the problem is, is it's just from a legal s a standpoint, I get it. If you're Twitter or Facebook, the, it doesn't work. If everything has to be reviewed prior to being posted, then people aren't going to use the service. But I, I feel like there probably is some middle ground there. So do you really want two different as, as uh, head in the sand, as many people are, do you want two different, worlds of from a social media perspective for people to live in no i would prefer not however if these big tech companies are incapable of participating uh or i should say managing sort of the the public square then screw them like seriously i, I if this is if you're going to hire former democratic administrative and or administration and uh campaign workers you're going to bring them into your corporate structure to police speech um, then no, then I, I I don't think you should be. I think you've you've abdicated the right to be the manager of the public square. You don't get to do that. We um, uh, sat and watched uh, what I thought was a debate, which was the best best managed that I've seen thus far. That of course the gubernatorial debate. 
Mm-hmm. Like, did you see the? Did you see the moderator have to tell anyone that their time was up? Like, <laughs> I didn't see any of that. Well, I think it, it's almost as if they knew they were going to have a minute and then thirty second chunks, and so they crafted yeah. all of their responses to fit within those time limits. It's almost as if. Any surprises there, other than uh, Cooper uh, trying to lay out the uh, Dan supporters are running around calling cops pigs. All right, so I'm going to say something on that that I think he's actually correct on that. Um, there was, I think, one. The, the reopen, yeah, Exactly. It was at that one reopen rally, and they were arresting somebody for not having a mask. This was when the Raleigh or Capitol Police, whoever it was, said, you know, First Amendment isn't protected or something like that. Uh, protest isn't a right or something on their Twitter account, and they got a whole bunch of crap for it. But uh, I think there was somebody there that called the cops that were arresting one of these people a pig. I think that was one Correct. person. Right. And one right. person, one time. <laughs> one person, one time. Right. So there was that. Um, I thought uh, I thought Dan Forrest actually came across, first off, like he belonged there, obviously, as lieutenant governor. I thought it was interesting that he always referred to Governor Cooper as the governor, and Cooper always referred to him as Dan. Really, Dan? Dan? He just kept calling yeah. him Dan. Like, you don't even reciprocate the honorific. That's kind of, it's kind of petty. And that's that's the way he came across. He came across as kind of weirdly smiley exuberant even when he was talking at first about the covid deaths um and i i get the sense that he was told to be passionate and fiery and angry which is how the left saw him by the way um but to me it just yeah. came across as sort of discordant like he he's just he doesn't know how to be passionate without being excited and so as he's delivering these comments it just seems weird as he's got this big grin on his face delivering these 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 comments. He was he just to me he came across as petty and angry and not up by double digits in the polls. That's what's really weird. He ran he ran a debate performance as if he were trailing and just went negative immediately, started attacking immediately. In the opening statement, yeah. yeah. Fired right in. Dan and Dad I noticed that Dan didn't uh attack him in the opening statement. You know, what's interesting is I don't know if you're like me, but you're signed up for each of the candidates, you know, uh, mailing list just because you want to see what they're sending out to uh, mm-hmm. uh, various folks. So I have my, all my uh, secret. I, I, I'm Mike and uh, <laughs> I am the I'm the patriarch of the Hunt family. And and one of the things that I noticed about mid campaign, the Cooper's uh, mailers, all of his fundraising, which are sometimes 20 a frickin day, mm-hmm. um, they stopped using Dan's name. Hmm. And so they only refer to him as my opponent. And there was, and I asked somebody who's associated with Forrest campaign. I said, did you notice that? And they, he, he said, yeah. And tell him, thank you for the name recognition at a hundred percent now. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they're running so many ads where they actually said Dan's name. You'll notice that now they use opponent, <laughs> my opponent, my opponent, my opponent. So I think it's really funny. So, yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, it's uh, it's like, it's uh, what's the the uh, the the Navy SEAL training, the Hell Week kind of thing. I feel like it's just Hell Week, but it's Hell two and a half weeks now. Yeah, it's like uh, drinking from a fire hose. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to the mountains where you are. And I'm gonna go Jeremiah Johnson in the backwoods, and you all can come <laughs> get me. Okay. All right. Well, uh, remember, listen to the podcast. It's on iHeartRadio. I appreciate it. And the website is? ThePeteCallanerShow.com. It's spelled K-A-L-I-N-E-R, not like the calendar. Although I have considered a legal name change just for these purposes. You should. <laughs> you, you should, because my email, when everyone's like, I like Pete Calendar on the show, and I'm like, I'll let 
Marie Callender's husband? No. <laughs> right. So hold on. <laughs> yeah, she right, was the worst on, thing man. that happened in my career. Her and her uh, frozen foods, man. They just killed me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs>